People you've never met podcast. Joining me today, fellow grumpy old man from the Camden North End, also a pro fighter. That's what we're here to talk about today. Kyle the Hoosier Estrada. Hey, thank you. Right. For, thank you usually, so much for joining. Get that right. No, I appreciate you, brother. Um, so I guess we'll just, I mean, get into it a little bit. Uh, I should have wore the shirt. Sorry. It's okay. I, I wasn't. I thought about it on the way down here. I'm gonna make some new shirts anyways here soon. So That'd be good. Grab you a new a new one. Um, so introduce yourself to everybody outside of my little intro there. Who is Kyle the Hoosier? Well, first off, let's talk about the Hoosier part. So Hoosier is just anyone from Indiana. Yeah. Just to get that clarified, because there is the movie The Hoosiers, which is about IU Indiana University basketball. Right. And a lot of people associate me with IU, but when I first moved to California, I had a friend, one of the first friends I ever met, Chris Kowalski. He'd always be like, he'd always call me a Hoosier. Yeah. And like in my head, obviously I know what that is, but I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? Yeah. And then it wasn't until like years later and I found fighting, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you have some, the coaches were like, you can pick a nickname, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Hoosier, it's perfect. My friend Chris always calls me a Hoosier. Right. Like, and at times he'd make fun of me, like, look at this little Hoosier and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, you know, a lot of fighters say you can't pick your name because that's corny and cheesy. Sure. And the name usually is picked for you. And that came to came to mind. So Hoosier sticks. And, you know, it's, it's great because I like to represent where I'm from anyways. And it's the easy way to represent it because – Outside of Indiana, who like I don't really care that anyone else knows I'm from Indiana. Obviously, right. you want to represent the people from Indiana. Right. Um, but again, like you said, my name is Kyle Estrada. You know, um, I'm kind of new to Arizona. I came out here or came out here for fighting because um, the pandemic and Los Angeles shut down everything. And honestly, I got depressed and lost my mind and found myself here. Yeah. So, I guess we'll just roll into that. How did you find yourself in the fight game? Like, what? What? I mean, I have a million questions about it, but what got you I into have a great fighting? Story for it, okay. And I barely ever tell anyone this, and I'm not ashamed of it because I don't care. Because like, I love everyone from gay people to black people, to black. right? Like, I love everybody. I don't give a shit what you do. Just don't throw it in my face. Right. Like with this weird cultural thing that's going on. Right oh, now. yeah. So, and I've always been like that. Even coming from Indiana where there is a lot of like weird shit that happens. Oh, yeah. You know, because, you know, you're from the Midwest. Yep. Um, so, I when I moved to L.A., I still wanted to wrestle, but I completely quit. I quit everything in life. Like I literally just left Indiana, moved to L.A., and joined a film school just randomly, just so my mom would be okay with me going to school somewhere. Right. Because she, yeah, she was your typical, you need to go to college, you need to get a degree, blah, blah, blah. So that was like my escape route. And when I was in, uh, I moved to Hollywood, like right in the middle of Hollywood. And there was a church at a, I think it's a park. Yeah, it was a park. And they had a wrestling club. So, and I found it on Craigslist. The church had a wrestling club? Yeah, it was was like a church. But it was just a church space. It wasn't like these guys were going to church. It was just the space at a church at a park. (laughs) This is so, I'm so naive. So like, 
this is also before I realized that like how big the gay culture is in Los Angeles. Sure. Like it's like capital. Oh yeah. You know, which again, I don't care. Right. I love, I love everything about it, but so, and I'm coming from Indiana where it's not like it's at not the like time that. it wasn't like that. And so <laughs> I go to this wrestling club. It's pretty dope. And I'm also going to the Santa Monica high school wrestling club that they have after school. So I'm getting all the wrestling in that I, I wanted. And then, um, this wrestling club at this, um, at the park moves to an MMA gym called true warrior fitness. And it's like on the corner of, um, Hollywood and high, no, not Hollywood and Highland, Hollywood and Melrose. No, La Brea Melrose. That's where it was at. And so the club goes in there. I obviously, I go with them and I'm, I have always hated fighting. I've never even liked getting into fights. Like really just, I don't know. I was, I'm the, I was the biggest pussy there's ever been when it comes to fighting. Like anytime I got into a street fight, I would literally like run away and cry. Like I would be shaking, shivering before I even had to do it after I did it. And I'd never lose though. I never have lost like in right. a street fight, but I just was, I'm just a pussy with confrontation at the time. Yeah. So the, they go to this MMA gym and in my head, I'm like, I am never doing any of this shit. I don't care. I'm like focused on film at the moment. And then that that um, wrestling group gets kicked out of the gym. And I'm like, what the fuck? And turns out this wrestling club is a gay wrestling club that gets ready for the gay Olympics. Interesting. <laughs> and there I am like, <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I helped out these right. guys so much, like, because I brought so much knowledge to them. But right. like, like, what? Like, so that... So joining so the, the joining the gay, gay wrestling, wrestling club, club, which like even just thinking about without it, unless you can experience it from my brain and my eyes, it sounds horrible. Right. Like a young little Mexican boy. Yeah. In this. Yeah. But they were super respectful because I had no idea. They never right. did anything weird. And nobody I ever genuinely, told you. Yeah. No obviously. one ever told me. I think they just thought I knew. No. And right. they never were weird about it. And I genuinely helped them a lot. So anyways, we at the MMA gym, they get kicked out. But the guy, his name was Toby. He's like, can you stay and help with one of my fighters, which was this kid named Cooper Gibson. And I stayed after the wrestling practice one day. And I, um, I was helping out with his rest, uh, wrestling for one of his fights. He's a lot bigger than me. And, um, so I mean, a, I helped him, but it wasn't like that much of help, right. but I could help him with sm some small things. And it just, from there, like I, I would help him, I'd come in and help him. And then I'd stay and take the kickboxing classes they have. And I just felt just like wrestling. I, w I was never an athlete. I'm not supposed to be an athlete. Like my, right. the genetics of my f family is just Midwest fat. Like, yeah. It just is what it is. But I like, just like wrestling, when I first started wrestling, absolute dog shit at it. Horrible cardio, everything went wrong, but I was addicted to it. Yeah, I was like hooked. Like I understand how someone gets hooked to drugs. That's how I was hooked. Hundred percent. And but quickly with wrestling, I got I got really really good. Like better than a lot of kids who started when they were like like four years old, three years old, and I started as a fourteen year old. So I started doing these kickboxing classes, and I knew that if I like actually if I wanted to get good at it, I 
give it some time. And right. within like a year, I was like getting really good at it and addicted to it. I found myself like I would take time off of going to school because at this film school we went to, you can take a month off at a time. It just extends your time there. Sure. So I kept doing that. Like I would just focus on training for one month, even though I, I was never going to fight. But right. I just I just fell in love with it from there. And I mean, that kid Cooper, like I was so close with him. He actually recently the pandemic killed him. He he uh, I didn't know growing up in Hollywood with him that he was like I knew that him and his twin brother would go to um, AA. Oh, and I yeah. still like I was just so ignorant at the time. Like I didn't even understand any of this shit. Right. I just never. I'm ignorant to a lot of shit because I just stay in my own lane. Right. But I just didn't know the significance to it. And um, and during the pandemic, he I guess relapsed. But I think also with drugs. I think they were. I think it was also drugs too. Sure. It wasn't just alcohol. And then he uh, ended up killing him, overdosing, not killing himself. That's but, terrible. Uh, which is horrible because I I always had to tell that story because he's literally the person who got me in this sport. Right. It just sucks that like he has a twin brother that's really good and it, it's going to be great one day we're both going to be in the UFC but like it would have been fucking amazing if all three of us were in there. Yeah. But yeah, shit happens. No, that's so, uh, that's how I found myself in this sport and I remember having a phone call with my mom one day when I told her I want to do an amateur fight. I was driving up La Brea Avenue and she goes, if you try that trashy shit, I swear to God, I'll never forget that. That's funny. And now she's like my number one fan. Yeah, here we are. Um, I think that's also one of the reasons I was drawn to you because I think you have a you have a goal in life that mm. most people would laugh at, and I feel like I'm the same way, right? Yeah. That's like, coaching or podcasting. Like, I think anytime you set big goals and people laugh at, so like to find somebody like minded, I feel like in that realm. Mm. But one of the biggest questions I wanted to ask, I got to ask it before I forget. How annoying is it to watch fights with people that don't have a fucking clue what's going on? Well, I don't really go out and watch fights anymore with people because of how bad it is. Yeah. Um, it used to be, it used to get to me like when I was like an amateur or like when I first started as a pro, I would like tell people off at bars and shit. I'd be like, right. shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Right. Like, the latest one was, it's funny that I was thinking about this actually the other night is the latest one was when Sean O'Malley and Pedro Munoz fought. Me and uh, Regina, my girlfriend, we were at uh, we were at whatever that Mexican place was that shut down at Desert Ridge. Do you know? What oh I'm yeah, about? yeah, yeah. They just yeah. shut it down to build something else. So we were watching that fight there, and I actually like my whole beginning of my career. The reason actually why I ended up going pro was because of Pedro Munoz. I was his main training partner for years until he moved to Florida. Well, he moved to a different gym in LA and then to Florida. Um, so like. Anytime he fights, it's like when I watch a friend fight, I'm like freaking right. the fuck out. And this guy, so Pedro got poked in the eye by Sean O'Malley and it actually really did. It didn't look bad, but it fucked his eye up. He had to go to the eye doctor and everything, get shit done to it. And there was this guy at the bar like, oh, you fucking pussy, blah, blah, blah. But dude, the dude's like in his like late 40s, maybe 50s. Like the guy yelling at the yes. bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the that's the last time I'm ever going to go watch anything sure. because of... I just, Regina stopped me, but I wanted to so bad be like, you fucking piece of shit. And it's funny, it's funny (laughs) that like I was getting mad at somebody for making fun of someone with an eye poke. Yeah. And then now look at me. Here we are. We'll get into that. But I wanted to ask that because I was actually talking to my, 
one of my best friends, Matthew, and he's a college defensive coordinator now. Mm-hmm. And I told him that you were coming on. And I don't know if you've met him at our pool or not. He's came down a couple times, but next time I'll introduce you for sure. Okay. Anyways, he want, that was kind of like his. And I was like, boy, I wonder, because we hate watching football with people yeah. that don't have a fucking clue I mean, I could imagine, on. dude, because I say shit. Sometimes I, re- like, if I watch any other sports, I told you I started betting on sports, yeah. which is a stupid idea. But I find myself, like, smacking myself in the face sometimes when, like, like for baseball, for instance, I'm like, how the fuck did you not hit that ball? And I'm like, dude, could be having a fucking horrible day. What am right. I saying? Like, right. stop being pissed because you put a bet on this guy to get a hit. Yeah. And, like, and if anything, that thing's hard to hit. Oh, my like, God. Chill the fuck Ungodly out. Ungodly hard. So, like, I can't imagine just, like being with someone like me who like placed a bet and is like, oh, you fucking pussy. Like, how are you going to call him a pussy? He's fucking like, what are you talking about? The worst is the people that say they suck. Like, I don't care. I'll say it all the time. That person sucks. But what I mean by that is that person's level is not good as far as like a fighting standpoint. Like what I'm thinking of, like, even like if the guy is a good fighter and I think his uh, fight IQ is low, I'm going to say he sucks. But I guess I probably should change my terminology because that sounds like I'm saying that person is actually bad, but he's in right. the UFC. So he did something like, right to correct. get there. You know what I mean? So for for like even when I say I'll find myself saying like so, oh that guy sucks. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Right. There uh, me and Regina went to go visit my mom and we were at a bowling alley. I can't remember what town we were in, but it's in northern um California, like in Sedona. Um Sonoma, not Sonoma. Sonoma, yeah. Sonoma. I fuck that up all the time. <laughs> um, and there's this guy like, fuck, who is on the um, Golden State Warriors that was a bench player, but he he's a phenomenal guy. As a black dude, small little dreads. Fuck, what's his name? Like Draymond. Um, I mean, I would- dude, he was, but he's really, really good. He's really good. Okay. Anytime they put him in, he's he's always scoring. And I just I don't know the sport enough to know his right. name. But if I saw his face, I I have his name on the tip of my tongue. I can't say it. But there's this old, and again, it's always some old fucking guy. Oh yeah. Screaming like, oh yeah, this guy sucks. Blah blah. blah. And I'm like. Do you, are you not watching what he's doing? Like, right. He's like talking to his girlfriend. He's like, yeah, no, this guy's not that good. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, How, what do you mean? What, look what he's doing. Right. He scored like 35 points that night. Yeah. Kaminga. I don't know. I don't watch enough basketball. Josh Kaminga. Okay. And he's he is great. He's a very good. Well, how are you going to say he sucks? He's in the NBA. What do you yeah. mean? Like maybe he's not top tier. Right. But he doesn't suck. No. And that's the thing. I mean – I have became like not obsessed, but I just like the mindset that goes into fighting, just like not only talking to you, but just learning more and more about it. Like, I feel like when you watch, I don't know, did you watch this last weekend? Did mm, you watch it? So it phenomenal. It was such a good card. Holy shit. Um, but like in the Bo Nickel fight, right? Knocked him out in what, 40 seconds? Yeah. Whatever it was. But Bo hits a jab. You can tell the dude's rattled. And he takes a step back. Assesses the situation, then goes back, right? Yeah. And most people, anytime, it doesn't matter, pick the fight. Anytime somebody gets stunned, Mm -hmm. a casual fan or a fat slob at the bar is going to be like, why don't they just jump on him? It's like, well, they've watched millions of film or they've studied this guy and know like, hey, when he gets stunned, he just starts throwing lefts or kicks, whatever. So I just think like that mind, it's so much... 
this it's such a sport now to me, like mentally, like just yeah. to hear. And I want to know. Well, like, it's not just the, like a lot of the people think. So fighting is fucking weird. So like you'll one minute you're like in the matrix in one fight. And then the next minute it's a street fight. Right. And like, if you can control it to where you're always in the matrix, then you're not going to do what that person was saying. Why don't you just jump on them? You're going to chill and relax and watch. And like, you're basically calculating in your head with split seconds. But unless you're someone who just goes straight forward, then you're that type of fighter. But there's, everyone's different. And honestly, the most successful people are fucking stupid in this sport. And like my coach said it the other day, and I say it all the time, I'm like 85, 90% of these people are like not the brightest people. No. Like you, it's one of those things where it's like, you look at these people and you're like, how the fuck do they survive on their own? So like by themselves. For sure. On their own. Like, I don't know. It's fucking weird. Whatever happened to the kid that fought Sean O'Malley that took like 750 punches to the face in three rounds? Well, he handpicked him for that fight. So I actually was on the list to take the last second notice for that fight. And so he was, you were in Bellator at the time or were no, you no, fighting no. Bellator? I, just, I was in LFA okay. and I just came off of a win and my manager hit me. I was like, how's your weight? And I was like, absolute dog shit. And he's like, are you in shape? I was like, no. And he's like, well, we might throw you in with Sean O'Malley. You're on the list. I'm like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Right. And so he get, and he has so much pool because of who he is. Sure. And he can go, he goes through this list with the matchmakers and he, he's like, I want that guy. So he picked that kid because that kid just takes hits. He's hittable. Dude. Uh, he got cut. I don't know what he's doing. I haven't even looked at his topology, which topology is like your resume. Right. Um, so I don't have no idea what's going on with him. But that's I just, not the way I would want to <laughs> fight. No, I just, I'll never forget watching that. I mean, that's got to be just that fucking That was a perfect CTE. match for him. Yeah. Not... That Chris kid. No, but Sean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just pieced him up nonstop. And then he was literally basketball dribbling. Yeah. Like he was crossing him over. It's embarrassing. It is, but it was like played to such the show and yeah, who dude. he is. He's so smart. Yeah. He is so smart. I love it. I love everything that guy does. I I really do like him a lot. Do you ever like go him. out to Peoria and try to train out there with him? Have No, I have friends that have like mutual uh, friends with the gym, the jiu-jitsu gym that he has. Yeah. Him and his coach have. And I would love to go out there and train with him, but I'm just in my own lane right now doing right. this stuff, and I got to recover with my eye. I can't really do too. Honestly, I can't even. Today was my first day going full practice and everything. So, so before we get into like what is a training camp like leading up to a fight, I mean, I guess just give everybody the eye story and then the situation of where we're at now, because okay. it is. I mean. Fucking Kirby Puckett retired from the twins, dude, for taking a, a ball to the eye, right? Really? Like, it's a, it's uh, a, I mean, especially for you and me knowing what happened last fight. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I guess just tell everybody, like, what happened and, and where we're at and what so the like, goal is. This time last year, like, literally, like, almost to the week, I got poked in the eye at practice <laughs> getting ready for a fight that was in September of last year. And it was my first time going back down to flyweight in five years. So there's no way that I'm not taking this fight because my weight started falling off and things were going right for the first time. Cause right. I used to fight at flyweight. My first, I was eight and four as a flyweight and none of the weight cuts were ever correct. Like they were horrible. Should have went to the hospital on half of them. Uh, shouldn't have never taken the, even the fights I won. I still was just like, what am I doing with these weight cuts? Right. So I eventually moved up 
in weight. I went to 135, and that was also the time that the UFC was going to get rid of the flyweight division. So it was just like a a decision that me and my management made, like just go to bantamweight. But then it got back to where the UFC, you know, brought back the flyweights. And then I kept taking bantamweight fights, but it was funny because like I look at the videos of me fighting these bantamweights, I'm like this pudgy ass little guy because I'm right. not. I didn't put the weight on correctly. Like I didn't go power lift or anything. I just right. Eight was just normal. Like that's <laughs> what I probably should look like. Because what's your walking weight normally? If I'm like not being a piece of shit and I'm doing the right stuff and regularly going to practice, it's probably 50, 50 to fifty five. So then you drop. I mean, because so before the last fight, mm-hmm. which was in I Miami, kept my weight lower for yeah, these you, last two fights. But you were so tiny. Yeah. I did it wrong this last. We'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. That the last fight, I did it way wrong. So it was basically the first fight I had since I've known you. Okay. I did it wrong. So and that's the thing with this fighting shit. There's so much that you'll never think of ever. Never. No. Like it's it's honestly it's sometimes it's not worth it because there's so much <laughs> yeah. that is involved with this. Yeah. You have to have a perfect like as far as fight day, you have to have the perfect sleep the night before you have to have the right things you put in your body you have to make sure that like anything in your life regardless of what it is even if you're gassy in the morning like right. that can fuck your head up um, so wild. there's so many things that people will never think of that go on with fighting anyways where was i at with the, uh so you oh, got God. poked in the eye and poked in the eye so we, so I ended up going down back to flyweight and like, I finally got myself on an actual diet. My head coach Santino, he works or he just has been around the UFC forever. So he just knows. And he's also one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life. And everyone will say the same thing. And if you were to ever meet him, you'd be like, just by talking to this person, it's right. one of those people you talk to and you're like, Oh, I better, sh- I better shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he put me on this diet and, and, um, Within like a week, it's already working. Like literally within a week, I dropped like five pounds and I'm like, what is happening? So I get eye poked the night after, no, the morning after. No, no, no. It's the night after I get my eye poked, knuckle deep, worst eye poke I've ever had. I didn't continue with practice. I go home, go to sleep, wake up, go to practice. And when I get home that night, um, in the bathroom, you know, I don't know how your bathroom is, but my bathroom, when you look out the door, it's the window to the balcony. Okay, so yeah, ours isn't set up like that. Okay, so when I, I looked, I was looking at the floor because my cat was on the floor, and I noticed that, like, as I was looking down, I could not see the window with my right eye. So, like, I started panicking. I look up, and I noticed I could not see anything in my, like, upper peripheral. Right. And... The next day I got up and I was like, yep, something's wrong. And I looked at all the signs and symptoms of a detached retina and that was number one is a black shade. So I was like, okay, well, I'm fucking fighting. I'm not right. – like my weight's good. My cardio is good. Like my mental is good. I don't have any issues. Like there is rare, but I didn't have any problems. There has been a few fights in my career where I like I have nothing yeah. – like I have no anxiety over anything. There's – Bills are paid. Credit cards are good. Right. Like, everything was good. Like, me and Regina are good. Like, there's nothing. I have right. nothing. I just walk my dog and go to practice. Like, I'm good. So, I took the fight. 
smoked the dude in like three minutes. Easiest thing I've ever done in my life. And then after the fight, me and Regina go to L.A. And on the way back from L.A., we drove to L.A. We were in a car and drove to L.A. And on the way back from L.A., the the things that were happening to my eye, like visually, was just terrifying. Like all of a sudden, it looked like there was like a fun mirror filter on my eye. Oh, no. So like the speedometer was like all weird looking. And like I just I looked at her like I have to go to the doctor tomorrow because like, yeah, this shit's like. My eye felt like it f- f- did not look like it was collapsing, but from my point of view, it looked like my eye was cl- like closing. Right, like things were shutting off. So I went to the eye the eye doctor the next, literally the next day, and they looked at it and then walked. It was like a thirty minute visit. They walked out of the room, came back in. He was like, "Yeah, you need surgery tomorrow." I was like, "Why? What's going on?" He's like, "Your retina's detached and something's wrong with it in the bag." Blah blah. blah. Like there was more. If I wouldn't have waited, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now, probably. But right. so that happened. The first surgery wasn't successful, successful, and that was also. This is where I get into where that surgeon is a fucking dickhead. Yeah. Because he told me like, as soon as the surgery is over, the next day I see a, an eye doctor, and then the next week I see him. So I see him the next week. He's like, "Oh yeah, you can go jog and move around," and I was like, "Well." Uh, my teammate and someone that I train, she's fighting uh, in a few weeks and I need to hold pads for her. So I explained to him what that meant. And he's like, oh, yeah, I should be fine. And no, it like right. kept it basically made my retina. And of course, I'm going to listen to him. So, of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back to work. Fine, yeah. going. If he would have told me relax for two months and do nothing, I would have done it. But he never did. So, again, I get up, I go jog, I go ride the bike, I jump rope. Right. I go hold pads for her. And all of that moving around must have just, you know, detached my retina again. So it didn't work the second time. And I'm like, Hey, like, if you tell me that I need to relax, I'll relax. He's like, well, just don't do anything for a week. Okay. So after a week I'm cleared, I guess. Right. Does it again. Like I'm in the living room and me and Regina are eating and I'm like, my retina is not, Attached. I can I can see it. It's not attached. She's like, no, maybe uh, relax. I'm like, no, it's I can see a black shade again. It's not attached. So here comes the third surgery. And I tell him, I was like, look, if you don't feel confident in fixing this, like just it's okay. Like just tell me, I'll go somewhere else. Like you can if you have a list of other doctors, I'll go somewhere else. Right. It's like, oh no, no. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it. Fourth surgery. And then the fifth surgery with him is to take scar tissue off and to take out some of the blood he left and all this random shit that you're supposed to just clean up when you do the surgery regardless. And so am I on the fifth one at this point? Yeah. Yeah. So the sixth surgery is to clean up scar tissue again. So after that, I noticed like after my sixth surgery with him, I noticed my eyeball was like actually getting smaller and I looked up I did all this research and all these case studies not Wikipedia shit right you know make you think you're dying but I looked up all these case studies actual case studies and anything with your eye pressure being low like a normal eye pressure reads 10 to 22 I don't know what that means but right that's like if I were to do it to you you'd be between 10 and 22 um mine was at three which is considered an emergency and 
what I was reading is if they notice your eye is smaller or your eye pressure is at a, like a low read right after the surgery, because they're supposed to measure it after the surgery, then they're supposed to either, you know, take care of it or right. add like a fluid to it. They did nothing. They didn't do anything. So my eye then now is, I mean, it is now smaller than the other eye. Right. Um, yeah, you can tell sitting here and yeah. like when you've taken your glasses off before at the it pool sucks. to show me, like you can tell. It like, sucks. Yeah. Like, and my chances of getting eyesight back is like not even high, low as hell. So anyways, I like got impatient, took a fight, didn't do anything to get ready for it correctly besides go to striking practice and run. I ran more than I've ever ran in my entire life. So like I did go to strength and conditioning, but it wasn't anything like I wasn't lifting heavy. Right. So easiest weight cut of my entire life. I literally never put on a sauna suit, which right there is an indicator of like, you need to go put muscle on. Right. Like you need to put weight on before this cut. Easiest weight cut I've ever done in my entire life. I sat in the sauna for 20 minutes and like lost five and a half pounds, like unreal shit. That's wild. Um, get to the fight. Completely forget that I'm blind in my right eye because I'm not thinking about it. I'm just thinking about smoking this kid. Right. Smoking this kid. You were. You were. <laughs> and then 30 seconds of the last round, he throws something, and I do a move that I always do to avoid a head, like a head kick, and I just, you know, I'm, I can't see out of my right eye, so I didn't lean back as far as I normally would, or I wouldn't, wherever his foot is, I'd lean away from it, you know what I mean? I'd get right. out of the way, but his, his literal toe knuckle touch my chin and if you don't see it it's good like if i could have seen that happen if his face or his foot would have hit me in the face completely and i saw it it would have hurt but it would have not knocked me out right i didn't see it at all and i just all of a sudden i'm waking up to this goofy ass band playing yeah i know dude that was fucking goofy gay looking ref like this stupid little he jumped in on you too quick yeah stopped it quick as shit because i dropped to my butt and turned and started like to wrestle with him. Yeah. So my like out of conscious self was trying to wrestle. It's like just let me keep wrestling. Right. And I told him before the fight, I was like, if I go, if I get hurt, just let me go out. I've, I have more than twenty fights. Let me go out. Right. He's like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, oh yeah. Obviously not, dickhead. Like, oh, it's fighter safety. No, I'm, I bet you it fucking is, bud. Yeah. Like I know what I'm doing. Like I'm in here. Willing to get my ass knocked out. Well, that's just the thing. I mean, like, if somebody that heard that. That whole fighter safety thing is just fucking dumb. Yeah, I mean, you're if literally going in. smoked and they're knocked out, yeah, that's, like, stop the fight. Right. Or if they're, like, wobbly and still getting smoked, like, stop the fight. But I was, I turned. Yeah, there was a split second where I stopped, but I turned and tried to grapple with this kid. Anyways, to make that story short, I lost to a fucking... In my eyes, a bum. He's not a bum, but in my eyes, I'm light years ahead of him. And I didn't even realize it until I watched it back. Like, I was, like, actually beating the dog piss out of him. Yeah. His face was fucked up, yeah. too. Um, so I'm going to try to get that one back. I don't know if it's going to happen, though, because I'm also someone who, when I see something, I say something. If something's not right or someone's doing something wrong, I say something. Right. And combates had this woman that works for them and at weigh-ins um this woman's like super like the way she's saying things is just like dude 
chill the fuck out. We're all cutting weight. Like, right. stop screaming at everybody. It's not like, hey, just so you know, when you step on the scale, uh, you need to walk over here and see the doctor. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, hey, once you get off the scale, fill this form out and then go over here and you're going to wait for the doctor and you're going to stay right here. Right. And I was like, you mean this form that I filled out already? Yeah. She's like, let me see that. And looks at it. I'm like, yeah, no, you're going to wait for the doctor. And I was like, all right. Okay. Well, I'm going to go sit outside and rehydrate. Until this huge ass line shortens up. So we're outside and I have an appointment to go get my IV done. So it was around like, I want to say seven, I think it was seven 30. And at the, the weigh-ins at the time when I was sitting outside rehydrating, it was five 30. She comes and gets me and she's like, all right, let's go see the doctor. I was like, okay, do you under, like, do you have like an estimate of how long this is going to take? Just cause I have an appointment I need to get to. Well, I work for Gumbate and if you don't do what I say, you don't get your check. I was like, uh, you, and I saw, like, she said that. I took a second, walked past her, and I was like, no, fuck this. I was like, you don't have to be rude with what you're saying. Right. And I said just that. I didn't say anything else. She goes, oh, no, no, I was kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. Well, fucking turns out, because I asked my manager when their, like, last show of this year is, just in case if, like, everything, you know, I can come back. Turns out she, like, told um, Viacom, which Viacom, I think, owns. Combat Global. Um, tell them, um Univert, what is it? Whatever Telemundo, you know, oh, yeah. whatever their studios are, I guess they own it. And she told the like people that I was being rude and like unreasonable. So they are having like a little, they have to like have a meeting to see if they can, are they going to let me back? Cause they don't want me back because I was rude. And I was like, no, actually the fact that she even said that she was joking shows you that she was in the wrong. Right. So hopefully I can get that rematch. If not, it is what it is. I was smoking that kid. He got away with murder. Yeah. You were, uh, I mean, it's still up. I mean, right? Everybody can go yeah, watch it. Yeah, you can go watch it. It's on the Paramount, Paramount Plus. Plus app. I don't even, it was April. Something, April. April 18th or something sounds like that. Right. Yeah. In um, Miami. Dude was, yeah. I mean, you were, uh, we watched it. That was sweet. I mean, we were super hyped up to to do, yeah. to watch you fight and we got to, and then obviously like shit happens. Yeah. But. It also is like, I will revert back to what I said about, you'll have a fight where you're in the matrix and you'll have a fight where you're street fighting. Right. And I was so amped up and so like impatient to get a fight because I knew what that, if I would have won that fight, something really good of what happened already. I know it would have. There was just so many fallouts in the flyweight division and the bantamweight division in the past couple months that. That I 100% could have taken one of those spots. Even with the Ultimate Fighter, I didn't go because of my eye situation. So I had to skip that to go do this fight. But anyways, that's not the point. Point is, fucking, um, damn, I just lost track. Where was that? Where were we at? You were just talking about, like, going into the fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was so impatient with that that... um, I remember feeling as if like right when the ref said go, I would remember feeling like, oh, I got to hit him. I got to hit him. I got to hit him instead of like my normal self where I'm like relaxed. Like I know, I don't know if you remember, but like some of the times in the fight, I'd literally just stand in front of him and do nothing and wait for him to go. So I'm usually like that, like the entire fight and and I can see everything regardless of the eye situation. I can see everything. I can react to everything. And that's the, that's when I fight my best. And I felt you know, for as long as it lasted that I was just trying so hard to hit him. Right. That, that's not how you, that's not how I personally can fight and right. do well. And I mean, the way it ended up is just shit luck just because of my, you know, I can't see, 
I don't want to blame it all on that because he did catch me. He caught me, but right. like maybe it wouldn't happen if I would have seen it, but for sure. I just also wasn't fighting like myself. I think if I was fighting like myself and I remember like, I remember there was times where I threw like an overhand right and then stepped in on a jab or a hook. And this kid was turning his head completely away from me. Like he wanted nothing to do with this shit. Right. And if normal me would have stayed on that, stayed on him and just unloaded some combos and I would have finished it. I know I would have. So if I can get that rematch, I'm going straight forward and fucking, I am putting this kid in a casket. Just keep pressing. Yes. So do you think like in like the sports psychology of it, like in the back of your mind, the whole time was a little bit of your eye? I think it was me doing the dumb shit I've done since day one and been like, oh, the next one's the UFC. The next one's the UFC. Instead of being like, okay, let's go fucking focus on this one fight. So I don't think it had anything to do with my eye. I think it was just, I'm so, I've been around greatness for so long that like with these other fighters, like first it was Pedro. I rushed so much shit in the beginning of my career. I started out at like three and three because I was taking fights I shouldn't have even been taking. I also was guided down the wrong path with that shit, but I was still saying yes to these fights I shouldn't have because he got into the UFC when he was 26. And at the time I was 23, so I was like, oh shit, let's, you want, I yeah. want to get in there because look what he's doing, you know what right. I mean? And so like I wanted to do it because he did it. And then also everyone at that gym at the time, they were all getting into the UFC. And then, you know, I move here and same thing. I'm at a gym where all these guys are in the highest of levels, like whether, wherever that's at, Bellator, UFC. And there's some guys that come from one and risen. It's like I'm just constantly – it's funny because I – like right now I'll sit here and say don't rush yourself. Like you're an idiot if you rush yourself. Right. And if they were to like offer me something tomorrow, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, let's do yeah, it. Absolutely. And it's like, no, it's chill the fuck out. Like, I mean, well, how I, many fights a year do you think you could do? If I was healthy, I can get three, four. You do? Easy. Every easy. One, Especially every with months. how things are here in Arizona where I – I've, I tell you all the time, I fucking can't stand here because I have nothing to do. Right. There's nothing to do, which is a great fucking thing for what I'm doing. But I keep getting hurt, which is also putting me in this weird mind space where I'm going crazy because I'm at right. home doing nothing but healing. Right. Resting. Like, it's fucking driving me insane. If I could be healthy and consistently fight, that would be fucking heaven for me right now yeah absolutely this is the perfect place for me to do it i don't really have any friends like i literally have like three friends outside of fighting and you're one of them yeah. <laughs> like i don't hang out with the people at the gym right and like in when i was living in la it was like every five seconds i can get i can text somebody from a different friend group like all right let's go let's go let's go right. let's go every day of the week doesn't matter when it is so i'm in the perfect spot it's just i gotta get this shit together yeah and i don't really have room for more mistakes you know, the, re- the the one thing about and a lot of older kickboxers and veterans will talk about this and Henry Hoof, which is a great coach. He talks about this all the time is that Americans like they have just ruined this whole record culture of like, oh, you if you're undefeated, you're awesome. Like you're the right. best. It's like if you go to Thailand and you look at what their kickboxing records are, it's like a hundred and something and 50. It's like right. nobody in those other countries ever ask, hey, what's your record? They say, how many fights do you have? Right. And it's so true. Like, and I, I mean, I fall under that category of like that pressure of, I have to be, I can't have these losses. I can't do it. What am I going to do if I lose again? Right. And that ruins the whole fucking fight. Like you, like there's so many times where I've lost the fight because I went in so scared to lose. Right. And it's true though. Like America really, it's because of American boxing, 
Sure. You know, don't even look into the people that they're. There's a reason why these motherfuckers are twenty and oh yeah they're good. But have you seen who they <laughs> fought? Fat, yeah. Same things happening with MMA too. People are scared to take fights, and they just you see these guys who are five and oh eight and oh and just like go look at who they fought. Go watch right. it. Go literally watch the fight. I mean that's what like is so shocking sometimes. Like like Bo Nickel, mm-hmm. he was what three and oh yeah, and then gets a UFC deal. I get yeah. kid was a. Three-time NCAA uh, champion wrestler, too. Yeah. Right? Like, they, I was thinking about him the other night, too. He's like, as much as I want to be like, fuck, he, why is he there? Right. He's such a good person. Yeah. I, like, look at, like, I watch, like, things on him and stuff like that, and he, he actually is a dope-ass person. Yeah, he's a good Midwest dude. And his skill set is just unreal. It really is. Like, he, I genuinely think they can give him a top 15, and he just out-grapple him immediately. Like, he can get well, the fight to start with, like, a. he can get them to strike with him for a second. Right. And they're going to, like, laugh about it, and then he's just going to smoke him to the ground. That's why I think last Saturday night was so wild. And that kid's good that he fought. Like, that Brazilian kid? The the black kid? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and he looked look at, like a and monster, He's also too. someone who's 8-0, but, like, go look at his fights, though. He actually has fought good people. Right. He's finished a lot of them. I think he finished all of them. Yeah. It's just nuts to me, dude. So before we go He's off, also super mature, Bo, Bo Nickel, because yeah. of wrestling. Like, that kid's been wrestling as a kid at a high level. So right. it's, it's easier for him to go into, a, like, something like the UFC as opposed to, like, how I just jumped into fighting and I'm like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Which is so wild. I mean, you say that and that's so wild because, I mean, it's it, – there's all these videos now of, like, the old-time, like, the guys that started the UFC, right? Yeah. And they're like, what do you think about the fighters now? And they just flat-out say they're all pussies. Yeah. Because back then, it was just nothing more than a fucking barroom brawl. Exactly, yeah. Just left, right, left, right. No one right. pick and chose who their opponent was. They're like, all no. right, let's go. They just stood in the middle and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. But now it's such a... I mean, it's it's truly a, a sport, a game, yeah, right? It is. So, so what? Let's just. I mean, you said you did a lot of stuff in, in going into the last fight. So the fight before that that you won, that was a good camp, obviously, mm-hmm. right? You were perfect in every way. What what goes into a camp? Let's just. When does camp start? Usually about like six to eight weeks, if you have that time. But a lot, most of the time, you don't get. You don't have that much time. I. Luckily, with that combate thing, they give you a good enough time, like, notice. But if you're doing, like, a local show, you got, like, four weeks. Okay. So if you're doing local shows, it's crazy. So in the when you're broke fighting for nothing, you have to literally be training full-time. Right. Because you have to stay ready. You don't really get camps. You just got to go. go. So unless you're in – I think it's backwards, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're in the UFC. You should you be going should be harder. Ready. But no, like, you can – you make enough money, you can relax for a second and then get back into camp or get back to the gym. But for me, I've never really had a camp. I just am always in the gym because that's just the life that I've right. been living. A lot of people are different and that's okay. Like just how I'm doing my shit. Like sure. that's my job now too, especially because I'm a striking coach now and I get help or I get paid to help out at the gym. So it's, it is my job now, which right. is amazing. Thank God for that. So it's just, I'm in the gym every day. I don't really yeah. have anything different. What I am adding now to get ready for when I come back is I'm lifting five days a week, which I should have been doing this entire time. And I used to do it when I was at Flyweight in the past. Right. And I look at like past pictures of me at Flyweight. I'm like, damn, I used to be ripped and big. Like yeah. I was a big Flyweight. 
So that's what I've been doing the past three weeks. It's just been lifting like crazy and heavy, not just like I'm doing all these little bro lifts and right. it's work. It's gonna work. I'm gonna work things out, and I'm gonna get back to the one thing I've missed moving here is going to jujitsu cons- consistently. And so I started back up with that. So that way I got because I used to be really good at jujitsu, and like I still am good at jujitsu, but you know, like the the subconscious thought of it is not ever right. really there. Like even in that last fight that I lost, there was times where, do you remember him shooting on me and I was mm-hmm. in the cage? He had his head right near my crotch, which anytime in jiu-jitsu, any of those guys, they're usually bad at wrestling. They put their head there. I go for guillotines like nonstop. And then my guillotines can go into transitions to other chokes. Right. And that's what I was really good at in jiu-jitsu. And I remember in my head, he was on me and I was like, oh my God, guillotines right there. And I just didn't do it because I'm not doing it at the yeah. gym. So I've gotten back to doing that and more MMA sparring and just adding a few more things in. And it just sucks because right now, like until probably until like August, <clears throat> I got, I still got to be careful. Sure. With the eye. Yeah. But it's finally this past couple of weeks finally feels kind of normal. Like it doesn't feel like something's wrong with it physically. Yeah. I mean, it looks bad. <clears throat> it does look fucked yeah. up. Not gonna lie. Um, but. <laughs> So for you then, so you get, they tell you you have a fight mm-hmm. and you're just always in the gym training for that guy. Then what's that look like? Like, are you just training you or are you like, are you trying to find like old fights of his like mm-hmm. on the web? You always watch? look at, you always look at some of their old fights and see some of their habits that they keep throughout the fights. Yeah. See where you can exploit it. Uh, this last one. He, um, there's something he did with his, it's funny, it's something he did with his kicks and I was watching out for it and I got kicked by something, but it wasn't that he like lunged a lot. And I knew if I also pressured him and threw, he did not like anything to do. He doesn't right. like, he doesn't like to get hit. Like dude has all that muscle and doesn't want to fight. Like what the fuck are you doing? Dude is so great. And shit. he's a fighter. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that little kid was on juice because he didn't cut weight the entire time I was there. Really? I was all like, I'd go to the sauna and he'd just be sitting there, like, while his team is cutting weight. He'd just be sitting there, just like, on out. his phone outside of the sauna. But, um, do they not know, test you, like, pre fight? No, no, it depends on what state you're in. And also, like, the promotion has to pay for that to even be a thing. So the only ones that really do it, if they do it, would be Bellator, PFL, just starts to do it, and one championship. And then the UFC always does it. They, right. Yeah. But other than that, no, you can be on whatever the fuck you want. That's fucking wild. I know. I mean, so literally, like, you could also, walk I in mean, the ring. Also, I mean, you can be on it in the UFC. Like, EPO, the thing that makes you, like, that, like, gives you white, it helps your white blood count yeah. cells. Um, You can, it's like a six-hour time period, so you can take it. If you time that shit right. You could take it and it wouldn't show up. You could take it at night and it'd be gone by the morning when the people, you saw it comes to drug test you they usually come in the morning <laughs> that's so wild so like like you watched the fights last week right yeah so Volkanovski right yeah absolute monster love the guy I've always watched his shit he's yeah. one of my fair fighters ever and he always has been I thought he was gonna but, get upset but um how the fuck are you gonna tell me someone can go five rounds and not breathe through their mouth like how no that's you're f- a fucking liar that's the thing that and now Bullshit. now you say that it makes sense like I don't care. And you come from a small gym. Right. Because he's not like at a big time gym at all. Like where, like where, what? No. 
It's not. No. So unless he's a freak it. of nature. I will never believe it. I'll never believe it. Maybe that's just me because I'm a fucking like out of shape fat kid from the Midwest. But like, <laughs> no. It's. I mean, I'm with you. I don't understand how. I mean, if a guy was a wrestler, it would make a little more sense, right? Like endurance wise. Yeah. But Dude. even then, I mean, you're fighting five. Five minute rounds. Yeah. After look at the Pantoja fight. Yeah, Pantoja was gassed out, but still like he was okay with being tired and was still trucking along. But he looked like he, he was, was tired. tired. Volkanovski never did, and it went no. to four. And there's right? a lot of people. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people that fight, and you're just like, what? Yeah, like no, no. Yeah, I mean, look the at only all the muscle one. on him. There's right. no way. Yeah. There is no way. Like I, it's funny because like. Some sometimes like the fatter guys are have more cardio. Right. Right? And then you have these buff guys who gas out in a second. But how are you gonna have a buff dude that can go five rounds and not gas at all? That's true. Fuck out of here. What kind of uh, Kool-Aid are you on? Probably great. That's I'll take favorite. it though. Like if I can get away with it. Yeah. No, I mean that's I mean that's a wild thing to me. And I'm sure as technology advances, those drugs are gonna advance. Probably. Honestly, they might as well just make that one legal because could you imagine how amazing fights would be? If everybody could just go take five EPO, rounds? If they could just take the shit and never get tired, oh my God. That'd be We'd sweet. We'd have fucking brawls. That'd be sweet. You could just brawl for 25 minutes. That'd be amazing. That would that would be fucking sweet. Like the only steroid that they'd make legal, that'd be amazing. I would love that. I'm down. I'm down to watch that. I'm down uh, to take it. Yeah. You know, I'll watch you take it. And not get tired. That would be something. What yeah. if he took, this is probably like a wild question, but like, I mean, no, maybe not. I wasn't like, uh, there's gotta be like, maybe that that's all it is, but there's gotta be like some like old people pills is what I'm trying to think of. Like, you know, like when people have like vascular problems, right? Yeah. Like there's gotta be something that somebody could take that wouldn't show up. The only thing I can think of is like your natural shit, like beetroot juice. Right. Like, I but, used to take that, and it does help. That yeah. fucking helps. But, you I mean, you know, like, it. all those things that, like, yeah. elderly people take, like, literally to keep their yeah. fucking blood pumping. I'm sure they'd all show up in a drug test, though. It probably would, yeah. but, like, you imagine, like, everybody's just raiding fucking nursing homes before fights and just <laughs> popping these Everyone's pills. asking their grandparents and yeah. all their fucking shit. No, that'd just be insane. So the gym you fight at here is called what? Uh, fight Ready. Okay. Yeah. And, and then there's also another gym that I'll go to, Siege MMA. It's in Peoria. Okay. So, and then I'm going to try to find a striking gym. I don't know where. I'm going to figure that out in the next couple of months. How many gyms are in the, the valley here? There are quite a few now. Yeah. There's a lot that I don't know because I don't even, I don't take the time to look. I just know of Fight Ready. There's the MMA lab. There's a few kickboxing gyms. And then Siege is... Owned by uh, a friend of mine who was in my corner for that last fight. Gotcha. So just go wherever my head coach is at, and that's where he te- he teaches at both. Okay. So I just follow him. So at Fight Ready, which I know is actually a pretty big gym, mm-hmm. how many people out of there are currently or recently in UFC or have had fights within the last couple of years? That's a Large question to answer. There's Is a there lot. a lot? Yeah, there's a lot. It's just flood through there. There's people that show up every day. Like, you know, the kid who just beat Kai Car France. Yeah, he was in there the other day for a couple of days. So like people just, just all, like just yeah stop into. There's a there's like a a strength and conditioning coach that doesn't live here, but he'll come in, and then people from around the world will come here to help 
to work with him and then he they jump into the gym like there's shit like that happens like gotcha people live here people come to visit like they're in and out all the time for their camps korean zombie comes here yeah like it's all over really so i mean that i mean come here to get ready it's the desert yeah i get it and so like when they're here i mean how much are you are you trying to pick brains on these people like um with so demetrius johnson came and uh, before I won that one, the last fight, even I've talked to him before and after, and then after my last loss, um, the one thing I wanted to pick his brain was how do like, cause I'm, t- I told him, I was like, I'm trying to get to the UFC and like, I just feel like I keep putting all my eggs in that basket. Right. And so like, we just had talks about, he, he talked to me about it and like how you gotta. You have to figure out a way to like get that out of your head and just focus on the next fight. And right, he's cool as fuck, dude. Honestly, like, I don't fanboy over anyone, and I've hung out with a lot of people in LA, and it was just cool to be around him and just ask him just the r- most random mental questions because he's had 100%. to have went. He's had to have these thoughts. I mean, I, he was in the UFC forever, so right. it's not like he had to get there. But he had to. I, I figured he had answers for me. He did a good job of fucking talking to me about the shit. Yeah. It was cool because he actually watched that fight that I won. And then when I came back, he was like, yo, watch the fight. It was awesome. I was like, damn, you watched it? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then I told him I was going to fight again with my eye after the first surgery. He's like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. He's like, well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you. No, that's... uh. No, it's it's just pretty sweet to hear you talk about it. And like, mm. just that, I mean, it's your passion, dude. It's crazy, obviously, from when we started the pod and how you started this and how you got into the fight game. But yeah. it's, uh, no, it's just so, I think it's just so much different than a normal person would think, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I remember the first time that I met you, you were like, yeah, I'm a fighter. And then I I saw all your cauliflower. I was like, yeah, he is for sure. Because, I mean, how many people have you met out here that's like, oh, I'm a fighter? I mean, there's a lot of people that say that shit. Like, when I met Regina, I was like, just so you know, I fight. And, like, I'm in that fight world. Like, oh, good. I was like, no, but, like. For real, though. Like, I'm not just, like, one of these kids who say, like, yeah, I train. Right. It's like, and then, like, I remember, like, a couple months in, because there was a couple LFA events here. And. I was also helping out and I like, I took her to those things and we sat front row and we went in the bag and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. You're actually a part of like, you're actually in this shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like (laughs) this is like my life. This is my, I'm in this world. That's like, it's so weird because this world is so small that I'm in. Oh yeah. This fight world. It's so small. It's such a weird thing. It is. And that's why I was excited to not to, I mean, we talk about it when we see each other, but, like to share that with other people because it's yeah. something that people have no clue about, right? Like they might watch the UFC every once in a while. I feel like there's the UFC and fighting in general has casual fans, but they don't. Yeah. I wish the UFC wasn't like the one and only thing for American people. I wish they would watch one championship. Honestly, one championship is the only one that would actually do well against the UFC. Really? Because they put on fights. So they'll have a fight card of like 12 fights. One of the fights will be fucking Muay Thai and MMA gloves. One of the fights will be kickboxing and kickboxing gloves. They'll have an MMA fight. They'll have a jiu-jitsu fight. Like, it's fucking phenomenal. They'll put on the best fights. And these are people from these countries that have nothing and they're fighting for UFC money. Like, they pay just as much as the UFC, if not more. 
and they give out more bonuses than the UFC does. These people are coming from slums yeah. and fighting for their fucking lives. The one championship fights are absolutely fucking amazing. And people are missing out. They just started having them on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. So their yeah. events are on fucking Prime Video every time they have an event. For free. For free. Yes. Yeah. And people are missing out on that shit. They just had their very first America show in... Can't remember what month it was in, but it was in Denver, and they sold the place out. Really? Like, and they fight in like a a ring, right? Like it almost depends. like a they, they usually do it in, in, in a cage. cage? A circle. Okay. it's a big circle. But every now and then, if they have more kickboxing fights, they'll then, just put it in a ring. ring. Like, but it depends on what arena they're in. So there's a, um, I can't remember the name of it. There's a stadium in Thailand that's the most famous stadium for kickboxing. They just fucking had an event and they put the one championship ring in there, which is insane because that thing's been around for hundreds of years. Like, right. It's just, it's, the promotion is amazing. Like, that's where I want to retire is in that because they always have things in like, it's an Asian promotion. So they're having things in Japan and Singapore and like, right. that's a dream of mine right there is to go there. And they also don't drug test. So there we go. There we go. And on a good note. Yeah. Um, so as we get to winding it down, I want you to plug your socials so everybody can keep up with you. Um, and then when I started the pod, I did it because like I wanted people to take risks and like, I know that people, they, they, they will always worry about the what if, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, what if, and you're obviously taking risks and you're taking, you're chasing in that mental fucking battle for the past year right of my eye so what's i guess what's your piece of advice to somebody and obviously not everybody listening to this is going to be a fighter but just in anything in life like to take it on what would you tell somebody man that's that question i've been thinking about a lot lately and that is deep for me only because i'm in this i have this weird view of life because of like going to film school and shit i think and i think everything and this is probably this could probably be a problem too everything i think about in my life is like a cinematic view sure like everything i do is like i think of it in a cinematic way of like a movie or an intro to something or this or that or like man with I've had so much time to sit and think because of my eye because I have right. to sit and do nothing at night. Like, I have thought of this over and over and I went, like, I've literally gone in and out of depression this past two months. Like, you wouldn't even believe. Sure. Like, one day I'm depressed, one day I'm good. One day I'm having anxiety, one day I'm good. Right. One day I'm happy as fuck and then I'm not. And I keep telling myself, what the fuck am I doing? Why did I even choose this? Because I could have had a great job in the film industry. Sure. I have so many friends that I went to school with that have great jobs with insurance and all those other shit. I'm like constantly like, why the, f I'll call my mom and be like, I fucking think I fucked up. And she'll always say, no, you didn't. Right. Relax. Right. Take a breather. Yeah. And she's fucking right, dude. Cause I'm, again, I'm like on the fucking cusp still. Like I have been for the past three, four years, but I'm still right there, man. One or two good fights and I'm there. Right. My dream has been fucking accomplished. <laughs> and it's it's gonna be worth it and, I'll, and I always think about like I'll randomly tell Regina when I'm like down I'm like I should get a fucking regular job at an office she goes you'll fucking hate that yeah, shit yeah you would you would regret and I got I, when I had the first surgery I got a job at a FedEx down the street just just to get something extra in and I'm going to this fucking job I'm like what the fuck am I doing right like what the fuck I haven't had a job since fucking when's the, I worked at Maggiano's when I was 20 and 21 I haven't worked an actual job since then. Like I do personal training and everything. Right. 
But like, I was just like, what am I doing? Like, I'm an, like, no, this is not it. Right. So like, I had a good time though while I was doing it because I didn't give a fucking shit about right. this job. And I had fun with it and it was fun. It actually was a joy, enjoyable eventually. But the drive there and the drive home, I was just like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like this is like the whole thing of like how Regina or my mom was like, no, just keep fighting. Like, don't say you're going to quit. Like, now I get it. Like, yeah. Because if I would have chose something else and not risked it, who the fuck knows? Like, and it all goes back to like how I think I got good at re- um, wrestling quick. And I knew if I gave myself four years in kickboxing or whatever the fuck I did with MMA, I'd get good at it. And then like the four year mark, I was phenomenal. So it's like, I don't have like this high school gap of like, you know, you have four years to make it to state. And if right. you don't, you're done. Right. <laughs> it's like, I, I have time to do this shit. And I got to keep reminding myself, like, I'm in a good position where, like, we don't come for money. But, like, my mom has done everything right. She she raised us, by, me and my sister, by herself and everything. But she's done everything right. Yeah. She's fun, the most amazing person in the entire world. Her birthday was yesterday, by the way. Happy birthday. Um, she's put me in a spot she's put me and her in a spot I'd say because it's not like she put me in a spot where I can chase this for a little bit longer right and like if I fuck up she'll help me right you know what I mean and that's you know not a lot of people have that like I get where I'm at and I never once will ever be like oh I got mommy's money or right. I'm never showing off anything I'm just not like that right like I still in my head it's like we have nothing. I have nothing. Right. And I have got to get something. Like, I feel like I'm suffocating. Yeah. Until I get it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that way I can retire her. Yeah. Because that's the plan. Absolutely. Ultimately. Retire our parents. Like, how cool is that? Beach dope. And I can do it. I know I can do it. And I have the craziest shit is now when I think about everything and I know I'm still like, I still got to win two more or one more and I can't lose again. I have Every tool I need to right. do it. I have the skills. I have the mentality. I'm fucking a smart fighter. I have the fight IQ. I can do it. I know I can do it. Right. Guy who just won the flyweight championship belt. I fucking trained with. He used, he first came to Los Angeles when he came to America in 2014. Me and my old teammate Georgie Garcia. We used to smoke his ass. This kid. And now he's there. Look at him. Like yeah. I'm not saying anything bad against him because he's right. still phenomenal. Right. But like, there's so many times where I've watched fights and I'm like, Oh yeah. I know where I'm at. For sure. The guy who beat Brandon Moreno, Figgy, yeah. Figueroa, he came into fight ready and I sparred with him and I embarrassed him. So I know where I'm at. I just got to get there. And it is whatever you're chasing, if you, if it's not like your normal fucking stereotypical get a, you know, office job and right. nine to five. Like, I mean, if you have that, that's fine. But like, you should at least attempt to try something. Even if you don't have, like, I, it's easy for me to say because I have backup. Right. Like I have a great, I, she did everything right. She didn't have backup. She came from absolute nothing. Right. But she did everything she can. So me and my sister would have backup and I'm sure she hates that. I fucking, (laughs) I like chose this. Yeah. Here we are. You know, you have to, you have to do, they always say like, you've seen those fucking podcasts with like, um, Mike Tyson where he's like you gotta go through the absolute fucking worst oh, and yeah. you get out of it and if you make it to the other side it's the best feeling in the world for sure you know what I mean it's like dude I can't wait for that day where I fucking knock on your door I'm like dude and I show you my contract this UFC like yeah. I'm for sure gonna be crying like absolutely think about like how I would never 
I hate when I see people who are like five and oh, six and oh, and they fought absolute garp. There's so many times I can't, I don't know their names, but there's so many times where someone's like five and oh, six and oh, there's a guy that was like 10 and oh, like five years ago, got to the UFC. His, his opponent's record was like 10 and like 60 something. Like, how could you feel good about that? Right. Like I've fought phenomenal fighters. Right. Then like went through depression, almost killed myself, lost my fucking eyesight, might actually not ever get it back. So I'm going to have to fight with basically one eye. And if I can get there, holy fucking shit. Right. We can write a goddamn documentary on this. There's your movie. I've already thought about it. There's your cinematic feature. Right I took there. myself down this path and I did this all on my own. Like I fucked up all on my own. I could have been there a long time ago, but I fucked up and I own up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was all on me. Fighting is all on you. 100%. Which is crazy. You can't blame shit on anyone else but you because you made these choices. I never told my coach that I couldn't see out of my eye that last fight. And maybe if I would have told him, he would have said, hey, go left. Right. So, like, circle to your left. Don't go right. Right. Things could have been different, but it's all on me. And we're here. I don't know. We're here. This is our little path. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, everything led us to this being right here right now in Scottsdale, which I fucking hate Scottsdale, but yeah. we're here. It's wild. Uh, I know. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Of course. Um, where can everybody find you? What's oh, your... Uh, I just really use uh, Instagram. I, I'm trying to get into it more, but C-K Estrada, C-K-E-S-T-R-E-D-A. Yeah. No underscores or anything. We'll tag you in the, yeah. the pod when it comes out, but appreciate you for doing this with of me, course, brother. Dude. It means a ton. Um, do it anytime. Been fun to get to know you the last year and I'm um, excited to follow your journey and appreciate everybody listening at home. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate five stars. <laughs> yeah. Be good, everybody. Guys, only green the way you want it. Mm, guys, only green the way you want it.